You're listening, listening to, to Bible Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Seesaw. Hi everybody, this is Tino. And this is Ty. Today we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And this is where Paul is dealing with his apostolic authority. And Paul's been dealing with this matter since chapter 10. So he's continuing in 11 and he's going to do so in 12 and 13. So he's going to take several chapters to cover this one matter that's really important for him. So, bro, the reason why Paul is reasserting his apostolic authority in this chapter, in chapter 11, is because these Judaizers, they came to Corinth and they preached a different gospel, Paul says. They, Paul even said that they preached a different Jesus. Wow. <laughs> a different Jesus. That's pretty strong. Bro, and this just damaged them and, yeah. and even insulted Paul's ministry. Wow. And it just caused them to doubt it. And so that's what he's doing. He's... He's reasserting his, his, his authority and his ministry as an apostle. Yeah, it's pretty serious. And for us to really understand chapter 11, we need to know this term, the Judaizers. Yeah, yeah. And the term first yeah. shows up in Galatians chapter 2, verse 14. So the history behind that is Paul went uh, to Antioch, and Peter was already there. Mm-hmm. And Peter, initially, he was hanging out with the Gentiles. But then when some believers who were Jews came mm-hmm. from Jerusalem, Peter got afraid and he shrank back and he tried to get the Gentiles to live like Jews. Live like Jews. Right. He was under the influence of these Jewish brothers and so Peter decided I, I, I better get these Gentiles to live like Jews. And that phrase, live like Jews, in Greek, the, the word there is to Judaize. <laughs> to Judaize. Right. So when you are compelling someone to live like a Jew, you are Judaizing that person or you are a Judaizer. So that's what that term means. I see. Okay. So let me read you this quote. If we are to find continuity. So this is Dr. Murray Harris. He is a professor emeritus of New Testament exegesis and theology at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. First Corinthians one twelve, When he wrote Second Corinthians... Paul was in conflict with a group of Palestinian intruders who had infiltrated the Corinthian church after 1 Corinthians had been received there and who, although claiming to be Christian, were in reality Judaizers. Wow, that's pretty serious. Here's another quote. The Judaizers, those who confused the New Testament with the Old Testament, did not agree with Paul. In fact, there was a great discrepancy. Between this is Witness Lee. And there a Christian from China, his ministry emphasizes the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers as the body of Christ. It a great deal of damage to the churches. According to the books of Galatians and First and Second Corinthians, we see that these Judaizers went to Galatia and Achaia, stirring up the believers and causing trouble. In First and Second Corinthians, we see that the believers at Corinth have been infused with the Judaistic teachings and stirred up by them. That's pretty serious. And so these Judaizers, um, they even started even in Acts 15 through 18. Right. I mean, they come in, we see in the church in Antioch, mm-hmm. and their whole MO is to get these Gentiles, these even new converts to Christ, to be like Jews. Wow. So they're pushing their Judaistic practices, their rituals, and 
probably the biggest thing people probably even heard of is their circumcision. Circumcision, right. That, that yeah. is like the outstanding characteristic Man. of these Judaizers. That's harsh. And, <laughs> bro, they even go so much as follow Paul, telling people that's not the full gospel. You know, you, you have to do all these other Judaistic rituals, including, right, circumcision, to get the full gospel. And that is just... <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that's what happens here. Yeah. Paul had gone to Corinth, and he had preached the gospel, and he raised up a church in Corinth. Yeah. And then after he left, mm-hmm. sometime later, this group of Jews who claimed that they're believers. Oh, okay, yeah. They claim they're believers. Claim they're believers. They go to Corinth, and they basically tell the believers in Corinth, you need to receive the Judaistic teaching. And in particular, you need to be circumcised. Wow pretty serious right and in doing so they basically negated what paul said to them (laughs) they said paul gave you an incomplete gospel in fact he may not even be an apostle if he didn't teach you this stuff (laughs) what kind of apostle is he okay and and then um the most serious thing is that they are saying that what paul spoke is not considered the genuine new testament ministry (laughs) Wow. And so this is what Paul has to deal with right now. And so this is the background for him to vindicate his apostolic authority. Right, yeah. But more important, what he has to do is he has to bring them back yes. to the genuine ministry of the New Testament. That's what he talked about. What is that? Okay, so now when we get to chapter 11, right. Paul needs to deal and combat the Judaistic teachings of the Judaizers. And Paul is so wise. He doesn't throw a bunch of doctrines at the Corinthians. <laughs> he does the Whoa. absolute opposite. <laughs> what he does what is he, do? he points them to two items. And these two items are the signature. They are the hallmarks. They are the secrets of Uh, the genuine New Testament ministry. If anyone claims to have the genuine New Testament ministry, they must have these two particular points. Without these two points, you cannot claim that you have a genuine New Testament ministry. Whoa. And this is how Paul differentiated his ministry from the Judaizers. This is how Paul says, look, my ministry is the genuine bona fide New Testament ministry. Nice. And he points them to these two items. And these two items are Christ and the church. Christ and the church. Okay, so let me read you 2 Corinthians eleven two. For I am jealous over you with the jealousy of God. For I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure version to Christ. Well, great verse. So I like this verse. Here, Paul points them to Christ. But in particular, he points them to Christ as their bridegroom. That's right. (laughs) And Paul's desire, his work, is to betroth them to Christ as their husband. What does betroth mean here? What do you think? (laughs) Betroth means he's engaging them. He's doing the work of, of causing the believers to be engaged to Christ. (laughs) It's so... Even this word is particular because husband, the Paul didn't say, I betrothed you to the captain. Right. He could have said, Captain, 
Because right. that's the term that's used by Paul in the New Testament. Surely. Or any other term. But to emphasize and give us Christ as our husband implies like this is this is Paul's this characterizes his work. Yeah. His ministry. It's he's trying to get the believers to fall madly in love with Jesus. Which is <laughs> which is crazy because on the outside, it looks like he's preaching the gospel. Yeah. He's teaching them New Testament teachings. Right. He's um teaching them how to be holy, how to live a certain way. Wow. He's raising up churches. He's probably teaching them how to meet when they come together. <laughs> all that. But when he gets to this point, man, he's, he sums it all up. He says, really, everything I'm doing is for one thing. I'm betrothing you. I'm engaging you to your husband. And so the net <laughs> effect of everything that I'm doing in wow. my New Testament ministry is to cause you to love Christ more. <laughs> wow. If you're not loving Christ more, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> That's Paul's view. If wow. you're not falling in love with Christ wow. and enjoying him and appreciating him, loving him more than you did before, then I'm not giving you the New Testament ministry. Wow. It's not a doctrine. It's falling in love with the person. Right. That's his ministry. Right. So that's the first mark. That's the first signature wow. of the genuine New Testament ministry. That if it is if it is a genuine ministry of the New Testament, the result is that we will be caused to fall in love with the Lord more and more. But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> there's more. So when Paul gives them Christ, he always gives them the other half as well. Always. He gives them the head and the body. Right. Christ and the church. That's right. So at the beginning of chapter 11, Paul brings them to Christ as a husband. Right. And then toward the end of chapter 11, he begins to turn it to the church. So he says... The mark of a genuine New Testament ministry is you have to have Christ yes. and you have to have the church. So let me read you first, uh, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty eight. Apart from the things which have not been mentioned, there is this, the crowd of cares pressing upon me daily, the anxious concern for all the churches. So this is really interesting because right before here, Paul, he outlines like all the sufferings that he's experienced. As he's through the years have tried to like preach the gospel, you know, traveling around raising yes. up churches, and some pretty serious things occur to him. He's Ugh. been stoned, he's shipwrecked, stripes, people, beaten, are, yeah, stones. people are following him <laughs> purposely just to persecute yes. him. Wow, right? And so those things are suffering. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. So. And on top of it, he says he is almost like, yeah, you know, I'm have to deal with this, but really, <laughs> really, the main burden, the main suffering is. All the uh, wow. care that all the churches really need. Wow. And he even said that those things are like pressing, pressing upon him. Daily. Daily. <laughs> wow. If you're touching the genuine ministry, it should cause you to love the Lord. Wow. And as you experience loving him and appreciating him and enjoying him. Guess what comes? Something <laughs> will enable you. To be able to follow the Lord even in suffering. Wow. So that you can care for his purpose, which is that he would gain the church. That's the hallmark of the New Testament ministry. That's right. Loving Christ, even in loving Christ, going through that, through sufferings, 
Um, <laughs> for what? For the benefit, the building up, and the, the growth of God's purpose. That's his church. Yeah. Wow. That's chapter 11, man. <laughs> so awesome. That's how he almost vindicates his apostolic ministry is Christ and the church. Yeah. He's, he's saying, look, um, what I'm teaching you is oh. it causing you to love the Lord more. Right. And, you know, what's great about that is that still applies today. Mm. This is not just a principle 2,000 years ago when Paul talked to the Corinthians. Today, we have to use the same principle. Yeah. Anything we touch, anything we read, anyone we listen to. Right. We need to ask, after I read this, after I listened to this, do I love the Lord more now? Correct. (laughs) If you can say yes, then you're touching the genuine New Testament ministry. Amen, amen. Okay. (laughs) Then, also, are you willing to suffer on behalf of the Lord wow. so that he can gain the church on the earth. <laughs> if you're touching the genuine ministry, then the genuine ministry will cause you to become a person who would be willing to endure whatever suffering that, yeah. that you have to endure wow. so that God can carry out his purpose on the earth. Wow. And that's how Paul battles the Judaizer in this chapter, reaffirm his apostolic authority, and unveils to the Corinthians right, yeah. what is the true and genuine New Testament ministry. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> what a chapter. What a chapter, man. <laughs> what else can you say after that? Wait till tomorrow. Woo! <laughs> Wait. <laughs>
for me, but it's Christ my all to 